Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the spicy chicken to his biscuits, Michael Howard. Hmm. Sometimes I'm dry, but sometimes I'm buttered just right. It really mm. hits the spot. And if you cover you in honey, mm. Mm. perfect. And you know, if you let the chicken sit on the biscuit for a minute and just let it soak in the, the good, mm, man, that would, mm. I want a biscuit. Can we stop the show? I need, I need a biscuit. <laughs> um, so I'm, of course, alluding to the Popeye's the, the great, chicken sandwich. The great chicken war of August 2019. Chicken sure. wars. But um, so these came out in test markets, I guess, which was, I guess, the store near me was a test store. So I had this sandwich like two weeks ago, and I was actually very surprised that there wasn't more fervor right. about said sandwich. And then on Monday, man, shit just hit the fan and people were going crazy about chicken sandwiches and I was it was like nighttime it was probably about 10 10 30 I had had a, a few bevos and I'm sitting there reading Twitter and it's just chicken sandwiches nonstop and I actually almost drove to Popeyes before I was like oh shit it's closed yeah well so I have not had that good bird yet I've tried mm-hmm. two different Popeyes and both have been massive terrible failures um <laughs> I do as Popeyes is want to do. Yeah, I, I want to circle back to the test store thing in a second. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, so I went to one Popeyes after work on Tuesday. I think like the I think when the Twitter wars were like really getting nasty, like <laughs> Wendy's had just tweeted, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go get one of these these good birds. And I drove like half an hour out of my way, like away from the city. I was going north. I was like, okay. This is like Cobb County. It's rich folk. They ain't going to this Popeyes. And lo and behold, I got there. There was one other car in line. And in also true, Jackpot. In, in true Popeyes fashion, it was a woman from out of state who didn't know what she wanted to order at Popeyes and sat in the drive through for 15 minutes. No joke. Oh, um, of course. I reversed and went inside the store. And I went in and was like, uh, I'm going to need one of them chicky sandwiches, please. Spicy. And he's like, oh, we ain't doing sandwiches. It's like... <laughs> Like, they ain't doing it at all, or, like... Well, so first of all, they had, like, nine signs up about this sandwich, like, on the windows, on, like, the, the menu board, and I was like... Were they just out of them? And, well, first, his response was, we ain't doing those sandwiches. <laughs> and, you know, like, sometimes you go in, like, if it's not, like, if it's not a franchise, if it's just, like, owned, like, sometimes they don't always, like, do the same promotions, but they, I guess they have to put the signs up. I don't know. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just get tenders because I'm here and very hungry because I skipped lunch because I wanted the sandwich so bad. Um, did you put the tenders on a biscuit? I did. It, it I did eventually. Um, and that was sad. It made me sad yeah. to do it. Um, but then, so I was like, I was waiting. I was like, so you guys just, like, not doing it? And he's like, Oh no, we just ran out of. We just don't have bread. They didn't it, like. Didn't say we ran out of bread. We just don't have bread. Uh, I read a story about a guy who had a similar situation to you, where they ran out of buns, and so he literally went to the store and, and bought some buns and brought them back and was like, "Here, use these." <laughs> They're like, "No, we can't. We can't. We can't just use your store bought buns that you brought in here and put chicken on. Like you could, we could give you the chicken." You can make your own sandwich. That kind of defeats it, though. I mean, good for him for, like, that entrepreneurial spirit, but, like, the bun is... is. I'm sure the bun is half the battle for this it, sandwich. It's, it's like, the perfect amount of, um... It's, like, on a burger, it might be a little soft and, like, kind of just not... Yeah. It's not a very substantial, but... That's what I with want. With the chicken crisp... Yeah. And the, the fact that some of the juices soak into that bad boy and the sauce... Sounds nice. 
It's it's like a brioche chicken bomb yeah. in your mouth Michael, face. Did, did you eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches when you were growing up? I still eat peanut okay. butter and jelly sandwiches. Did you, but did your mom make you like PBJs? Oh, uh, my dad would actually always okay. make them. Did, I would always be like, oh, man, Dad, you make the best peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Did they and taste infinitely better when your your parent made them? A hundred percent. I still make them make me peanut butter and jelly sandwiches sometimes. Mm-hmm. When I go home, like I asked my mom, I was like, hey, can you, can you give me one of those sandwiches, though? And they always taste better than whatever I make every time. Made with love. So, again, it's like if you go into a Popeye's and you're like, here, make your own shit sandwich. I was like, no, <laughs> won't be as good. <laughs> you have to make it with the special Popeye. Like, I think it's because they don't care if you like it or not. And I want to like it. So if I make the sandwich, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this and this. I, I need to know I'm going to like it. Popeye's doesn't give a shit if you leave happy. But you just will because the sandwich is good. Yeah, Popeye's. So oh, this is a lot of people's first exposure to Popeye's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to imagine. Um, you're lucky if you get 80% of what you ordered. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get an extra something you didn't order. Yeah. Oh, what's this? Six shrimp? Thanks. Yeah. I don't know where you got these, but I'm going to eat them. Um, so, yeah, Popeye's, you know, it giveth and it taketh away. Yeah. The one thing you um, always get is a biscuit. And that's it. If you go often enough, it will even out mm-hmm. in the long run. Yeah. Again, though, I have it's been. Like, it's like gambling. I have been twice in the last week, which is about twice more than I have in the last year. Um, and. The second time I was just I was coming up to the drive through and they just had a big uh, not a big just a, a piece of eight and a half by 11 with uh, no chicken sandwiches taped to the drive through like call box. You know, the problem is you you live in the south. That's yeah, that's what I was going to say. And there's probably a lot of um, pent up frustration about the fact that like Chick-fil-A's are ubiquitous mm-hmm. there, but you can't eat there because they're um like homophobic pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. Like not not necessarily the people who own the stores because I know that they're not owned all by Chick Fil A, but Chick Fil A corporate, yeah, can just jump in a lake. Um, and so people are probably like, "Oh hell yeah, I can eat chicken sandwiches again." Yeah, but it's it's it is nice to know, and I kind of wish that. So I wish my company would. We have a in our in our cafeteria like a heater box of like. They just bring in Chick-fil-A sandwiches every day and it's would be so easy to just walk through the cafeteria, grab one. And like there's a couple like uh, I was in like a really busy streak at work a couple of like uh, I guess yeah a couple months ago. And I was just like in the cafeteria and I was like I was like I just need I, I'm going to eat this in the hallway on my on my way back to my desk because I have that little time. It'd be so easy. To, and I like opened up the cabinet and then I was like. Fuck no! It's Pride Month. I can't. <laughs> like, I just put Ooh. it back. And also, like, half of my team is LGBTQ, and I'm just like, I'm just, I can't. <laughs> just like, I went and got I some mean, sad. You didn't technically support it by buying it. It was there. It was there, but st- I mean, still. But it is pri- yeah, but Pride. Yeah, Pride Month. It is nice mm. that like, yeah, I can get good chicken. Apparently, better chicken if it's in stock, available to be bought. <laughs> better chicken, and there's no guilt or shame. Hell yeah. And they don't fund the my state, like, hating people. Great. Here, here's the thing. Most restaurants that you don't go to very often, they come up with something and then you're like, oh, I'm going to go there. I'm going to get that thing. Right. And if they don't have that thing. Fuck you. It's like a huge disappointment. But, like, you didn't get the chicken sandwich, but you still got to eat Popeye's chicken. Still got that chicken. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's not, you didn't get the 100%, but it's like 90%. Yeah. I will say this. I mean, though, where else do you get those odds? I will say this. 
when I went to the first time when I went to Popeye's and they didn't have that good that good bird, um, I just got chicken tenders, spicy tenders. And the second time I was in line, I was like, you know, I could stay here and get tenders. But I'm gonna here's a really not that hot take. Popeye's tenders suck. Um, so I drove. I don't think I've ever had Popeye's. Tenders. Yeah, I made the mistake of getting them because I I only wanted a little snack after I didn't get like the whole sandwich. Um, mm-hmm. but so the other night though, I did just go to Zaxby's and got real tenders because. Yeah, I mean, if you want tenders, yeah. I've never had the Popeye's tenders because I only go there ugh, once. I'd say like once every couple months. Although I have been there twice in two weeks to get the sandwich. Yeah. Sure. Um, well, successful you. both times. Cool. Brag about it. Although, although when I went on Tuesday, the drive-through line at like 11 a.m. Because I was like, oh, I'll go at 11 a.m. There won't be anyone there. Oh hell no, I was wrong. And this, the parking lot literally holds like six people, and I had to park two blocks away. How long were you in line? There was no one no inside. No one inside. It was just yeah. In just in their cars, backed up onto the road, people trying to get into, and I was like. There was one. There was one person in front of me when I went. Inside. So I have two thoughts. One is I want to get back to the test kitchen thing. But fuck, people are so. I, I like. I love like how. I don't even know if it's laziness, but like, just park your car and go inside, rather than yes. sit in the drive-through for forty. Because like there was one car in front of me that was taking a little too long, and I was like, "Fuck this!" And I got out and went inside. Just go inside. I don't think. I haven't been through a drive-through in so long because I feel like every time I go. It's at lunchtime, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I look inside, and there's no one in there, and there's three cashiers, and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna, this is gonna be way faster, right? I yeah, always go inside. Um, also, Michael, I want to talk about when they like test food in certain markets because you mentioned that the sandwich mm. came out in Chicago two two weeks ago, and people weren't excited about it, and you went and got it. Um, I did. So it's been my experience that I feel like. Most people, when they say, oh, we're just going to test it out in the city, it's only in – so Arby's did a, like, venison sandwich that sounded awesome. Like, <laughs> two years – it was three years ago, right after I moved to Atlanta, but it was in, like, Alpharetta. Like, Would you trust yes. Arby's venison, though? I kind of would because I feel like there's only so much venison. Like, it probably – like, they're not getting, like, the deer asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look up this Arby's. I don't think it ever went nationwide, but like there's, I think there's this thing. It's like, well, it's either going to be so limited. I can't get to it. So I'm not going to try, or it's just going to suck. So I don't want to try it. But like this, they claimed that they were going to bring it back in 2017 in all 50 States. Yeah, they uh, did not. hmm. They did not, but I would have tried it. But again, it was like 45 minutes away. And I was like, I'm not going to try 45 minutes for this thing to probably be, be sold out. (laughs) <laughs> and i assume most people think that way if you're in a test zone especially in chicago where you got other food options and no one really loves fried chicken i can't say no one loves it but yeah there's a lot of places recently that that have started serving um fried chicken like the hipsters are are big into fried chicken right now sure it's 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 a whole thing um is there any larger chasm between how much something sounds good in a commercial to how bad it actually is than Arby's. Um, like they have these commercials with sandwiches sometimes and like the King's Hawaiian roll sandwiches. I'm like, yeah, I know that King's Hawaiian rolls are good. If you put 
meat on them and cheese. They're delicious. But somehow Arby's is going to fuck this up and I'm going to have a diarrhea for five days. A whole uh, big diarrhea. I can't tell if you're doing this bit just so to in- incite my sister to text me about how good Arby's is because for some reason she always fucking what? does. Whenever we dunk on Arby's, I get a text <laughs> where she's like, I'll fight you. Arby's is great. <laughs> I went to Arby's. I was in I was in Colfax, Washington for work for seven straight weeks. Uh I got to come home on the weekends, thank God. But there was one fast food place in town and it was an Arby's and I went there one time. Yeah. One time. Your butthole's never recovered. Yeah. It's never it's never been the same. Yeah, and her love of Arby's really tells me a thing or two about the state of her just horrible colon. It's got to be terrible. <laughs> Their fries are really good though. Oh, and the Jamocha shake, sure, love it. Uh, but that beef, I don't know what I don't know what the deal is with that beef. The beef, I feel like you don't get, you can't get the beef. I did have a an Arby's uh, Euro like six <laughs> months ago because there's one right next to my house, and I was just like. Well, it's there. And they were two for five bucks. It was like, which is not a good price to get a euro or any food. Um, and yeah, I I can't say my tummy felt good after it. I'll say that much. Yeah, in, in college, you know what? I would go for the deals where it would be like, oh, two for three dollars, you know, spicy chicken sandwich from Checkers. And I'm like, wow, what a great deal. And now as an adult person who eats food on a regular basis, mm-hmm. I'm like, if you can sell that shit for a dollar fifty a piece, I don't even want to know what's in it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think the checker, I mean, checkers chicken sandwich was relatively safe because one, it was just taken directly out of like the freezer section and was pretty <laughs> good for being like compressed chicken testicles. Um, but I, you know, what's disturbing about checkers though, speaking of the freezer section, you can buy checkers frozen fries. Mm-hmm. If you cook them in the oven, just normal they come out and they taste exactly like checkers fries. <laughs> it's the only food I've ever bought that was like, oh, just like in the restaurants. And it come out, I was like, yeah, that is, that's a checkers fry. I mean, that's, that's, hey, that's pretty good, man. Cause it's good, but it's also very disturbing. Yeah. Cause checkers allegedly cooks them up fresh in the, in a fryer. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I've gotten some pretty bad diarrhea from checkers too. I don't mind telling you. Mm. Well, Michael, what do you got going on for me this week, buddy? Uh, other than chicken sandwiches? Yeah. Um, I did I did have something that I wanted to talk about. Um Okay, well, yeah, let's give me something new. Give me something fresh and tasty. <laughs> it's fresh and tasty, all right. Uh so in a a town a town in uh in Wales uh-huh. cor- called Porthcall. Sure. Porth Porth call. I don't know. It's probably said differently than that. I There's would assume. There's probably 18 syllables in that word if it's Welsh. <laughs> uh, apparently, they're having issues with people using public toilets for uh, sexual rendezvous. And so they're installing in Griffin Park, they're installing 170,000 pound loos that s- clean themselves, first of all. Hey, cool. So, you know, it's like one of the, I don't know if you've if you've ever seen one of these toilets before. Uh, when we were driving in, I think it was Switzerland. We stopped at a at a, a rest stop and it was completely empty except for this one restroom. And you go in there and everything is kind of wet, but not wet like somebody peed on it, like wet, like clean, sanitized. Wet. OK. And there's signs all over the place that we translated. It was like, oh, when you leave this thing and you close the door. 
it cleans itself. So just like disinfectant spray and water just and it, it terrified me because I was like, I'm going to get stuck in here and get disinfected. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's going to happen, but I don't know. I don't know the system. I don't know how well it works. If this was in the United States, we were definitely dying in here. Yeah. But so it's it's similar to that, but it also can sense. They claim it's sensing sexual activity. Okay. And it will spray the pre- people in the stall with water if they're. I guess if the computer assumes they're having sex. So if the machine learning toilet decides that, oh yeah, this is what human sex feels like, I get to just, it's a 4D sex experience that you just get flavor blasted with water in the face. (laughs) Yes. It it says that the anti-sex toilets will detect, quote unquote, violent movement and douse Randy couples in water. Listen, I, I know we were just... Just goofing up on 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 what Arby's does to our bodies, but like I've had some violent poops before, <laughs> and if I was in the midst of just really just rocking and rolling in in a public toilet that I knew was eventually going to clean itself, and then it just like super soaked me in the eye in the midst of like my bad times, I gotta tell you, I would wreck that place. I would really, you know what? After that, I would really make it work for its clean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just thinking, like, how many times have you been in a stall that had, like, one of the uh, the sensors to flush the toilet? And, and it like, flushes behind you. You're like, ah! Yeah, you're like, it flushes behind you, or you're, like, try it, you're taking it off your pants, and it, like, flushes, and then it sprays water all over the place, because those things are, like, fucking geysers sometimes. They're not really calibrated to a level of, like... Just you just need to get rid of what's in there. It's it's <laughs> you need to expel it all over the fucking uh, urinal. It's like you you go in there and you're like, oh man, who peed on the seat? And then like as you're wiping it off, it it turns on and it sprays all over the place. And you're like, oh okay, cool, it's one of those. Yeah, <laughs> I better not move too much, otherwise I'm literally gonna get an enema from this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we always talk about how we want bidets in this country, <laughs> and <laughs> not public. Maybe we bidets. just need an overzealously tuned corporate toilet. <laughs> It's a toilet and bidet in one. But uh, yeah, so I don't trust, I wouldn't trust it, is what I'm saying. No. And I mean, honestly, at a certain point, if they already know people are having sex in these things, you're really just inciting more. Like, you're now it's a challenge. Like, okay. Because, first of all, I'm assuming that the, <laughs> anyone who's having <laughs> sex. In what is essentially a urinal lining a public park, uh-huh, uh-huh. probably isn't clean. Like they've probably been, or I don't know, at least sweating a little bit. Also, they you might be think they would be that 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 concerned about some water on them, considering what else might be in the public bathroom. In the public bathroom, but also, first of all, first of all, you've guaranteed them a clean place to have sex. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. now it you've incumbent upon them to unclean it, to just dirty it, dirty it up. But also, it's like okay, if I'm the kind of nasty ass Randy boy who's gonna have sex in a porta potty, <laughs> I might need a little spritz up my butt or my eyes or under my pits. I might just kind of dance around in there and take a free shower. That's what you also. That's what you've invited upon yourself. What's sexier than having sex in the shower? N- yeah. And now you've just, now it's sexy. <laughs> it was gross. I, we were going to have gross sex in this bathroom, but now 
Now, now it's sensual sex. Yeah. In the shower bathroom. Yeah. Now take my breath away is playing. <laughs> and uh, which, Mike, where was this? Where are these toilets? It was in Wales and Porth. 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 Okay. Ball? So Wales. Yeah. Sorry. Because I just did realize that the Take My Breath Away is by a band called Berlin. Um, mm. Which would have. Because this does feel very German. It does feel very German, but also, okay, so like when we, when I said it was in Switzerland and I was like, I'm going to get stuck in here, but I have to trust the Swiss, man. They make great watches, attention to detail. Surely. They know what they're doing. Surely they won't lock me in this toilet and then (laughs) clean me to death. (laughs) But in Wales, in Porthcall, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't. What what do you make? I don't know what you make. I don't know. I mean, essentially, I, yeah, Wales. I don't. I don't think you do anything good. You made Christian Bale, and that's iffy. Um, and let's see. Hold on. Oh God, I hate. <laughs> the cubicles inhabitants will be doused with fine jets of water. The doors will automatically open, and a high pitched alarm will sound. So basically, what it is is like. Oh, you wanted to have sex in this public bathroom. We'll now have sex in a rave orgy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, again, though, like, you, you know the Lonely Island song, I Just Had Sex? Like, that's yep. essentially, okay, cool. Like, now the toilet will, one, give you a free shower, and then, two, also announce that you just got laid? Great. Cool. Thanks a lot, Perfect. toilet. I'd, thank you. I'd like everyone to know. Oh, the lose will have a restricted time entry with an audible warning combined with the lights and heating being switched off. So that's another, you know, like, sometimes... Sometimes I don't get to dictate how long I'm going to take in the toilet, you know? I don't quite understand why the restricted time entry means that, like, it won't allow you to get into the bathroom after, like, 10 p.m. or something. Or whether it's like, hey, you've been in here 15 minutes and it just literally ejects you out of the toilet seat. It it turns the lights off and it says to the heating being switched off. I feel like they should go the other way. Mmm. It's I mean it's like a like a hot box. No, I mean like literally, listen. Your body has natural defenses. If if it has an intruder that shouldn't be there <laughs> and is disrupting the normal flow of operations and I don't know, replicating having sex in your body, <laughs> you turn up the heat, you get a little mm-hmm. fever. That's the whole point. You start sweating and you you kill them with heat. This is I feel like just like, you know what? Have some heaters in there. Have some propane tanks just <laughs> Sweat them out. That's an oven. Now. Although now it that again it's a though steam oven. again though we are kind of flirting with being sexy again. Which mm. sex in a sauna, second close second. Especially if they're shooting water all around, you already got the steam going. I think the big thing is here, and I don't know if it doesn't explicitly say this. It just apparently people in Wales just like to go into public restrooms and get naughty. So it doesn't <laughs> specifically say that this is an anti-homeless person thing but i always feel like cities spend so much money like a hundred like a quarter million dollars worth of toilets just to like dissuade either like homeless people or for people just doing like just make another like give them a house you could have built a a whole bunch of apartments for people yeah for yeah for for two hundred and seventy thousand dollars you you could have just built a couple homes for the homeless people Oh, you know what? So we were talking about, uh, oh, we were talking about trick or treating and somebody was complaining that like in their neighborhood, there'll just be like full, full on adults, like barely in a costume and they'll just show up to the door and be like, no, trick or treat. And we're like, what? 
they ruin oh they ruin everything blah 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 and i was like i get it i get it i do i get what you're saying but at the same time if this adult person is in such a bad way that like the one the one sliver of joy in their lives is getting a fun size candy bar by going up to another adult's house and saying trick or treat, then you know what? Here's the candy. You know what? Take the candy. You need it more than I do, clearly. You're going like I don't who is it hurting? Yeah. Honestly. Like you already have the candy. You're you don't want to eat all of it. You're just gonna bring it to your office the next day. Right. And like, okay, yeah, sure. It people are so obsessed with uh, with people taking advantage of things that they have zero desire to take advantage of. Right. And it's just like who cares? Michael, did I ever tell you about, I think, the happiest I've ever made someone in my entire life, which mm. feels a little sad, but it was on Halloween, and it was in Gainesville. It was in, like, my like right after I graduated, and I was in a house with some roommates, and I was just like, okay, this is my like, first time in, like, a, like a, a house off, like away from campus. There's, like, families. So <clears throat> I, like, got a whole big bunch of candy, and then, like, I didn't realize there weren't really any other families in the neighborhood. So, like, I got, like, two, like, little kids stopped by and, like, gave them a bunch of candy. And then, like, at, like, 1030, like, two high schoolers walked up. And I just had, like, a massive bowl of candy. And so, like, the first the first girl just, like, took, like, two pieces. And then, like, the second girl, like, had her hand in there, like, grabbing, like, one thing. And I was like, oh, you guys don't have to take just, like, one. You can grab a whole bunch. I got, I got plenty. And the girl looks up at me. She's like... For real? I'm like, yeah. And she just two hand scoops candy into a sleep into a pillowcase. She's just like and her friend doesn't grab another piece. It just this one girl that took probably 70 pieces of candy. And just like I was like, All Whatever, right. good good for her, man. Yeah, and this was like a 17-year-old, just like, yeah, okay. Sure. Shoot your shot. You're not, you know, you're not doing drugs. <laughs> so you That's the thing is like people are so like Oh, oh, who's too old to be trick-or-treating? It's like, these things are... This candy is going to be on sale for, like, 70% off literally tomorrow. It isn't about the candy. It's the, it's just a thing. People line up for free shit. Even free shit that doesn't... Isn't, isn't worth anything. Just let them have it. Who the fuck cares? Did I ever tell you... I, we probably talked about this last Halloween, but... Uh, when we first moved into the, our, our neighborhood in South Carolina, I went and bought like a ton of candy. I was so excited because mm-hmm. we never got trick or treaters. We lived at kind of like the end of a cul-de-sac. Yeah. And, and not a and, like it wasn't a neighborhood or anything. It was just a random street. So like I was so excited. I was like, we're going to get trick or treaters. I know there's families here. I bought like five bags of candy. It was gone in 30 minutes. Kush. <laughs> there were so many. And I was like, I got to go run out and get more. And I got in the car and like the roads of my neighborhood were so packed with children. It took me, there was a Publix at the end of my, like at the front of my neighborhood. It took me about a 45 minutes to get there and back just because there were so many children. I was like, I'm going to run over a child. So I drove like one mile an hour through my entire neighborhood. <laughs> I mean, sounds like a successful night. But yeah, next year, the next year after that, I got it right. I bought 18 pounds of candy <laughs> and I loaded it all into a t-shirt gun and just shot it at them as they walked past. Uh, was that was that all you want to talk about Halloween or was there something else? 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, there was something. Halloween, right? there is. So there is a uh, change.org petition. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. To move the day of uh, of Halloween to the last Saturday in, in October instead of the 31st, like officially. Kind of like how like Columbus Day is always like the Monday. Yeah, but I mean, like that's just like... Martin Luther King Jr. Day and... The thing about like that's... So, I mean, Columbus Day is just an arbitrary, like, let's celebrate Genocide Day. Like, that can just be, yeah, that can be any Monday, whatever. That can be the third Monday. Voting Day, that's codified in the country. Like, that's a thing. We we set. But, like, Halloween, Christmas, there are certain days that are just certain days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Halloween comes from the All Saints Day, which is November, November 1st. November 1st, so Halloween has and to be it's a Hall- All Hallows, Hallows Eve. Eve. Yeah. The Devil's Night. But I night. get it. Because you have, then it's always the question is like, oh, are kids going to trick or treat on the Saturday or the Sunday before? They're going to trick or treat on the Wednesday. But I mean, I actually I can't tell because I didn't read the I have not read the the petition. That's the word I was looking for. Um, <laughs> haven't read it. I can't just off the top of my head. I can't decide if it was written by like just a mom with nothing else to do that she wants to petition to change a national holiday just so her kids like. Her her taking her kids out one night a year is a little bit more convenient, or if it's just like alcoholic twenty like mid twenty year olds who just like <laughs> I need this to be on a Saturday so I don't have to call out of work the next day. Everyone already goes out on the Saturday beforehand. This is what I don't understand. Like almost every city or town or whatever basically says like, hey, this is the trick or treating day. It's the Saturday before. Yeah. So like. Do we really need to put this into the into the Constitution? Not really the Constitution, but do we need, really need to put this into law that it, that that's what happens? Like, if I go out on the Saturday night before Christmas or before Christmas, before th- uh, not Thanksgiving either, nope. before Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, there is going to be a bunch of bitches in costume at the bar, and it's going to be a shit show, and I'm going to leave immediately. Yeah, which is what I did last year when I forgot that it was the Saturday before Halloween. Did but, you leave uh, because you were embarrassed because you weren't in a costume? Um, because you weren't partially. Li- I wasn't in a costume, but partially just because <laughs> Chicago during a holiday of any sort, you don't want to be out. Like St. Patty's Day, people are are literally passed out on the street by like ten thirty a.m. Like Cinco de Mayo, it's a bunch of like frat bros from Michigan State, just like in uh you know sombreros and shit like no it you don't want to you don't want to be a part of it that's fair i i was up for st patty's day last year and i think we got so drunk the night before we didn't wake up till 11 30 and then we went out and i think i was drunk by five <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, and we that, just that, went home and that I, checks out i think had a cheeseburger yeah yeah and that yeah. checks out yeah it um yeah man i mean any excuse to drink is going to be taken wholeheartedly yeah, that's why I like your city so much. Michael, if there was one holiday you could change the date of or like change the observa- uh, observ- observed, God, if you could change the observed date of, what would it be? Oof, it would probably be um, 4th of July. Just put that on a Thursday always mm-hmm. because yes. jobs always correct. give you the Friday afterwards off. Correct. That is the the correct and best answer. Yeah. 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 Or, well, yeah. Maybe- Which doesn't really make any sense as the 4th of July if it's not on the 4th of July. You'd have to actually call it Independence Day like it is, but... 
I say you just add like an extra day or two in there. It's like this is July 2nd and three quarters. You just play by Harry Potter rules. Like this is just a portal that gets us to where we all need to be. Drunk on a boat. Yeah, it can still be the fourth, but we're going to be drunk on a boat on a Thursday and you have Friday to sleep it off. I'd be even fine with just never allowing Independence Day to fall on a Wednesday. Yeah. Because if it's on a Tuesday, you can you can kind of convince people to not not come to work on Monday. If it's on a Thursday, you can get off Friday. But no one's getting off like Thursday and Friday for Independence Day. That's fair. Actually, the I do have to say anything, and I realize I just suggested some sort of magical means to extend the calendar leading up to July 4th. I think anything that makes the July 4th weekend longer and therefore gives people to set off fireworks and piss off my dog for longer, mm. I'm, I'm actually not into. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, Dogs or children, really. Or anyone with, like, an anxiety disorder or yeah. PTSD. Like, you know, a lot of people. It is, it, is, it is the weirdest thing ever that we still allow people to set off fireworks, which are just small explosives. Mm-hmm. And, like, we have laws. Most states have laws against them. But they do not enforce them in the slightest. I mean, I know your city is a lawless wasteland, but even I was pretty surprised by how many people in such close proximity to your home were setting off like full like commercial grade mortars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're so, this is the problem. This is the same problem that Chicago has with trying to get rid of guns is that Indiana is still here. Right. And Indiana literally is a law. Like, they make fun of Chicago for being a lawless wasteland, but, like, Indiana literally is a lawless wasteland. You can do anything in Indiana, and no one gives a shit because it's fucking Indiana. It's true. And so they go there, they get all the fireworks, come back to Chicago, and they light them off. And I'm just like, just let the professionals do this. They do a good job of it. And if you don't want to be a part of it, you don't have to be. Yeah. I mean, that's, how, no, I, that's how I feel about all- literally every fireworks display. It's like, just let... <laughs> Let them handle it. Yes, maybe it won't work, and like uh, Sousa will play, and there will be no fireworks going off, and that's fine. You at least get to hear Philip Sousa, or or like the Mets, they'll let them all off at the same time and start a fire. Yeah, and I mean either way, that's the Mets. Um, Michael, you want to talk about Hootie and the Blowfish? Oh God, I always want to talk about Hootie and the Blowfish. Speaking of Hootie and the Blowfish, hit me. I was watching. Uh, I was watching TV earlier today, and there was a commercial for Myrtle Beach that had Hootie and the Blowfish in it, telling me it was their favorite place and I should go visit Myrtle Beach. That might actually be the uh, grounds for something, Michael, that... <sighs> so, hold on, this can't be right. Um, <laughs> so, um, UPenn, University of Pennsylvania, one of our, our nation's finest institutions, I think... Ivy League is Penn. Penn's Ivy League, right? They are. Yeah. I believe. Um, hold on. I need to... One second. I need to... They're like one of the lesser Ivy Leagues. Because there's like Yale and Harvard Yeah, they're and the Princeton, one that everyone's like, like uh, what's the Cornell other... and Penn and it's those other... fucking Penn. Yeah. Um, so, Michael, I think we can <laughs> I all... I wonder if we have any listeners from Penn. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to shit all over Penn and make somebody angry. And then I was like, no one from Penn listens no, to us. Come on. We are... We are certainly not an Ivy League podcast. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Hooting the Blowfish. Um, yeah. Um, obviously, one of the most all-time, most popular bands in the United States. Um, yep. And one of them, someone, Michael, wants to really finally get some critical uh, 
analysis of why Hootie and the Blowfish is one of the best bands of all time. Because if you like, look, Cracked Review, their first album was, I mean, it's one it's one of the best albums of the 90s. Cracked Review Mirror is very, very good. And like, everything after that sucks. For, but that one. First of all, it's um one of the greatest selling albums of all time. Also coming up on its 25th anniversary. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, apparently John uh, Karamanaka, Kara, Karamanika writes. Oh, we actually just just passed the 25th year, 25 yes. year anniversary because it was July 5th, July 5th, 1994. Yes. Speaking of Independence Day. Yeah. Thank you, Hootie, for setting us free. Um, so John Karamanika in the June 6th edition of The New York Times wrote that the band was never granted the respect they deserve. And one academic wants to change that. Mm. And is collecting a series of essays in appreciation of Hootie and the Blowfish for a book that she will publish. Collecting, collecting, you say? Collecting from the public. From the, like, from, like, we're the public. We are the public, my friend. And they have a couple thought starters. um, And they are looking for some proposals. A 250-word proposal essay. Okay, okay, okay. To be included in the final book about how good Hootie and the Blowfish is. Oh my god, I was born for this. Possible topics that um, Suzanne Kamada, who is a associate professor of English, tenured from the, and this is why I thought this was a joke for a second, from the Naruto, which is an anime show, mm, University yes, of Education. It's also a town in Japan. But um, okay. possible topics that she suggests. So wait, the Japanese are really into Hootie? Apparently Suzanne is for sure. Um, Japan is a wonderful place. Mm-hmm. They had Zima when we were there. And we didn't get one because we were so stupid. So dumb. The dumbest. Possible topics. Early slash pre-fame Hootie and the Blowfish. So you got to okay. do your research. Individual yep. songs and their personal meaning. Okay, I could definitely do that one. Race issues and protest in the songs of Hootie and the Blowfish. Couldn't really I speak to that one. I was not woke but enough in 1994 to, to know anything about that. The band's philanthropic work. Nah. Personal memories of Hootie and the Blowfish. Yes. Now this one I can yes. do. Yes. Hootie and the Blowfish Ballet, which ballet is capitalized what? in this. So I it's forcing me to think that someone made a Hootie and the Blowfish Ballet and I'm Googling it. And yes, they did. Oh, my God. And can we find a video of it or is it playing somewhere that we can go to? So I will fly anywhere. <laughs> so apparently um, in 2009, Darius Rucker, Darius Rucker, after he left Hootie and the Blowfish, obviously um, kind of carved out his own career. He invented the song Wagon Wheel from, <laughs> from Whole Cloth. Wheel. What I was saying is, I think he is always looking for new ways to just like build on it. Like first, he had the, the very, very good Burger King commercial. And mm. then apparently he made a ballet. I'm into it, though. Yep. When do I get to see it and where? I think it finished its, I'm going to say, two episode run uh, in 2009. <laughs> and I don't know if ballets have episodes or not, but I think they do. Um, so, Michael, if you want to talk about your your experience there, the band's influence on other musicians, literary and or media references to Hootie and the Blowfish, or just Hootie and the Blowfish and the South, and final essays will need to be up to 3,500 words. I yep. think we can really knock this one out of the park and maybe take over oh, half this can, book. And I want to take can... listener... I want to take listener propositions proposals for 250 word proposals for essays about what hooting the blowfish means to you and honestly can i say this i'm kind of looking at scrubby josh and a juggalo's view of hooting the blowfish 
Okay, now now we're talking. We can have an essay about the influence of Hootie and the Blowfish on on the Juggalos. Which I'm going to guess is... I assume that's one of their big, big influences. Oh, really? Because I was going to say minimal. (laughs) I was going to say probably not that big of an influence, but... Now, number one influence, I definitely... If you listen closely, you'll you'll hear it. I only want to be with you. Clearly, Juggalo Anthem. Um, Yeah, I mean, I want to know... Just maybe just of the percept because it can just be personal memories of Hootie and the Blowfish. And if it's Scrappy Josh talking about how he was in the wrestling ring and only want to be with you came on, that's great. Guys. You see something. What's happening? Guys. Hootie the Blowfish and the Bare Naked Ladies are touring right now as we speak. All right. Where are they stopping? Are they doing uh, ballet? It does not appear they're doing ballet, but they're. Not Oh man, there are VIP packages. What is it? Full hooting the blowfish. Yeah, the all all of them, all the blowfish. Hmm. Hmm. Um. So apparently, Michael in this ballet, which was about so in two thousand nine, um, it was about it told the story of the band's rise to fame and the success they experienced in the nineties. Apparently the band performed live in the ballet and it doesn't say if they were just doing like music accompaniment or if they were also dancing. I hope they were dancing. You're making a face, a good face. What's On it? Saturday night they're playing in Chicago. This like 2 days from like now? Like 2 like 2 days from now. During the Gator football the the college football oh, kickoff? Fuck. I mean, you know you have to go to it. Sorry. They're also playing at three three shows in Columbia, South Carolina, and then finishing up, it, well, April 11th, 2020, so next year, 2020, they're playing at the Royal Albert Hall in London. Yeah. I mean, they're from Columbia, South Carolina, so that makes sense. Yes. That makes sense. Um, so, yeah, so, Michael, Ooh. if you had to write an essay about Hooting the Blowfish, what would it be? I honestly think it would be, a part of it would definitely be about how I... It's, I We rented a car, and I put in Cracked Review into the car CD player so we could listen to it on a road trip, and then accidentally returned the car without getting back my CD. Mm-hmm. And I remember being very, very upset by this. Yeah. So that would definitely be a huge part of my personal memories of Hooting the Blowfish. Mm-hmm. Mine would be... Um, so my dad famously like just loves like bubblegum pop songs like just like the cheesier the better just or like the poppier and just like no substance and but for some reason he (laughs) he loved the song i go blind so like every time i look at you i go blind Mm. and we just like sing it to my mom a lot and is that not is that i mean this was the rumor the rumor around the schoolyard mm-hmm. was that that was a a veiled reference to the the uh, old wives' tale about how if, if you jerk off too enough, much, you will you go, go blind. blind. Yeah, and the, hard to say if that is what it is. Um, <laughs> it feels like it is though, because why else would you go blind by looking at someone? I mean, so a lot of it is just like I think also allegedly it's about a guy who's depressed and meets someone who's great and he just like I can't get I like I just can't even see you but um yeah I, to me because I'm too busy jacking off but my dad does first of all he's deaf as a doornail so like he just doesn't <laughs> really hear the lyrics he just he, he heard like the hook 
<laughs> but it's also it's like weird things like he, the only words he remembered from the song was every time I look at you I go blind, which is just also kind of implies like you you're killing me. You're just killing these peepers. Without and, the rest of the context of the song, it really does sound very rude. Yeah, and so he just like was singing this to my mom nonstop, and that's I remember that when I was like eight. I was like, why are you this, Dad? You suck at this. I I am saying this with complete non irony. Mm-hmm. As soon as we finish recording, I am going to listen to Cracked Review from start to finish. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm thinking about it right now, listening to that album for the first time in probably 15 years, and I'm very excited. You about should it. write an essay about how you feel listening to it for the first time in 15 years. I will. Or at least a, a 250 word proposal, but also take detailed <laughs> notes of how you feel right now. <laughs> Hooting the Blowfish was one of the, I mean, it came out in 94. I think it's probably one of the first albums I ever bought for CDs I ever bought. I mean, you know what mine was, right? We talked about this. We've talked. Yeah, we talked about it, but I don't. Uh, uh, Just think back to episode six, my man. <laughs> was it Smash Mouth? It was Smash Mouth, baby. That was my first, uh, first CD I ever bought. Mine was uh, R.E.M. Monster and Live Throwing Copper. And then uh, and also so I bought three. I remember I bought three in one day. I had a gift card, a gift certificate uh, and I bought uh, Nirvana Unplugged. So Nirvana Unplugged, Throwing Copper and R.E.M. Monster, which pretty fucking good lineup. Yeah, very for good. a for like a 12 year old, if I do say so myself. <laughs> so I just realized uh, <laughs> so I looked up. Walking on the Sun, just to, like, uh, make sure I, I remembered it correctly. And I don't remember this being on the American album, and apparently it was just on the Jap- Japanese EP and the European maxi single. They do have a song just called Sorry About Your Penis. That <laughs> 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 I definitely do not remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely do not remember that one. <laughs> uh, so there was somebody who somebody who tweeted, somebody today asked me if I wanted to read Smash Mouth's All-Star, translate it into Aramaic, and then back to English. Oh, no. The answer to that question is always yes. Of course. Um, so it's just one verse. So I, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and recite it. Like it's uh, please. It's a pretty good poem. Okay. There was one who said unto me that the universe was going to cause me to tremble, that I am not the sharpest cutting implement in the storehouse. She had the appearance unto me as a stupid one, with her finger and her thumb in the frame of a Greek gamma upon her forehead. Behold, the years begin coming, and do not cease from coming. I'm sorry, King David? Are you (laughs) you writing psalms? Fed unto the axioms, and I fell upon the earth and ran. It was not acceptable, if not to live for the sake of the pleasurable things. Your brain increases its wisdom, but your heart increases its stupidity. A great amount to do, a great amount to see. Therefore, there is no difficult problem if we take the streets of the backside. You will not know if you do not go. You will not shine if you do not glow. Behold, currently, you are entirely a star child. Begin your power. Go, laugh. Behold, currently... You are a master of the music. Begin your singing. Acquire your wages. All that sparkles is gold. Comets alone shatter the frame. Is there any word 
in the English language that like just instantly classes something up more than behold. Nope. You can literally say anything with behold in it and it 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 sounds like a Bible verse. Yeah, I think it's either behold or hark. Hark. <laughs> Whilst is no, also a good one. Whilst just sounds like it, it just like, oh, you're just a shitty English. Like you're just a Welsh piece of shit. Get out of here. I don't care. Like so much of this is very close. Like obviously it's like, but like behold is just really. Behold currently. Behold, of, hey behold now. currently is very, very good. Hey now, you're an all-star. Or behold currently, you are entirely a star child. Now that is better than all-star. I, I'm a, my favorite line of that is your brain increases its wisdom, but your heart increases its stupidity. That's very, very good. That sounds like a Bible verse, for sure. I mean, the the first two sentences, or like, yeah, the there was one who said unto the to me that the universe was going to cause <laughs> me to tremble. Like, tremble. that's literally a psalm. <laughs> that's David saying, and an angel came down to me and was like, hey, man. Also, behold, the years begin coming and do not cease from coming. Like, if that is not... That you get older. Yeah. That's a beautiful way of saying the years don't stop coming. <laughs> the years don't stop coming. Uh, so, yeah, that was uh, I didn't think we were going to I didn't think we were going to get there. I mean, I did not think we were going to get back to all star. Sometimes the show just takes us places. Uh, I do feel we missed something on the we, we missed this last week, too. But I think Halloween is a good time to talk about this. Um, people dressing up when maybe they shouldn't. We oh. didn't we didn't talk about the Virginia TV cryptid. I am not aware of this. You're not okay. I okay, could have sworn. Okay. What? A uh, gentleman in he was captured on multiple ring doorbells throughout uh Virginia. Which, oh yes. Wearing a TV like an old school like CRT uh, CRT tube TV, television tube television on his head. Like an alien in the comic book saga. Did and I ever tell you about the time I tried? We tried to take a an old. It was like one of the very first HD televisions, but it was still a tube television, a CRT. But it was I, like super thin with Samsung super thin one. Yeah. I tried to take it. We tried to take it to Goodwill, and <laughs> we dropped. We took it out of the car and put it down. And the guy was like, "Nah." No. And we're like, "What?" And he's like, "Nah, we don't. We don't take. We don't take those old ass TVs." <laughs> I mean, no joke, uh, two years ago, I sold a Samsung, like, DLP, like, rear projection, like, had a big bulky back on it, but it was, like, still a 1080p, like, really nice TV. Sold it for 200 bucks. I don't know why. Hey, DLP is still hot. DLP. Projection, projection still works. Thing was, thing put out a great picture. Cathode ray tube televisions, though. Not the nah. best. So, apparently, more than 50 homes in Henrico County, Virginia, woke up to find old-style CRT TVs just left facing their front door, like the screen facing it. And they have video of multiple homes with uh, ring cameras and a man just wearing like a blue jumpsuit. No, I'm sorry. A blue dress shirt and like blue slacks with like boots on wearing a CRT television hollowed out on his head. I feel like it shouldn't be that hard to find this dude because like. There is only there has to be only one person who bought 50 CRTs. A, yeah, who would have 50 CRTs that they he could leave somewhere. But I mean, like could like I'm going to assume pawn shop no paper trail. Like they might be able to describe this guy unless he walked into the pawn shop wearing a TV on his head. 
<laughs> which I would do if I if this was my gambit. Yeah, this is what I'm doing. I don't even like you can't buy them, right? Like he, where do you get them from? And the thing is too, like at least the one in the video that they keep showing from like the the doorbell isn't, and the one on his face, to be frank, pristine condition. Like, yeah, oh, screen's yeah. not cracked. It's perfect. So I mean, like it's either this guy was just holding on to him for a while. Oh, well, I take just, it back. You can buy them on on eBay. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, because no one has watched CRT television in fucking 15 years. Michael, the thing is, you could go to any estate sale or garage sale where, like, oh, my grandma died, so we're just getting rid of all of her shit. And you could get 15, like, 13-inch televisions, which is what he got here. Like, I guarantee you, Michael, that my dad has at least four small CRT televisions in our garage right now that he just put out there and never gave away or threw out. Apparently. Guaranteed. Apparently, in the Super Smash Brothers Melee community, CRTs are very hot commodities because it does not have any lag on the game. Mm-hmm. There's no digital delay. Yeah. So apparently, there's a, a Reddit r slash speedrun where this guy was asking for a CRT television and he said, hey, check out the Super Smash Brothers Melee community near you. So um, I guess that answers my question. Yeah. There you go. He just wants people to play Smash with him. Um, so the crazy thing about this is the variation in the response, because apparently this is not the first time that the neighbor has been flooded with TVs. <laughs> apparently <laughs> last year, about 20 TVs were left on on porches. Um, almost about this same time last year on August 23rd. Um, and apparently people were so freaked out that they called the police and the police had to investigate all of these TVs being left, uh, but never identified at anyone. Um, Is it a crime to leave someone? A I guess TV? it's technically littering. But like, so one person was like, "Oh, cool! I have a new TV. That's fine." And apparently, the TV is like it's neatly placed, like in line with bricks. Like someone is just like, "Okay, it's fine." Um, someone's calling them TV Santa Claus. I prefer TV Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> but so apparently, one person. Uh, let's see. It's weird that they they don't name the person, but they name her son. Um, 18-year-old son, Chase Brooksbank, suggested that we need to leave the house. And she's like, Mom, we have to get ahead of here. This is crazy. It's like, now this is where I feel like, and this is, I guess, Gen Z. This is where that snowflake shit comes into play. It's like, no, this isn't weird. It's some being, I mean, it is weird. Not I dangerous, don't know, man. Though. How many times have you been watching a horror movie or some kind of suspense thriller where some weird shit like that happens? And somebody's like, ha ha, that's funny. And there's always the one person who's like, it's not funny. There's The TV's going to grow legs and turn into another TV man and he's going to kill everyone. And then it happens. Well, Michael, the easy thing is, and I mean, to be fair, Chase's instincts here are correct. And the other, the first guy who's like, cool, I have a TV now. His instincts were deadly wrong. You don't bring the TV in the house. No, obviously. that's Trojan horse shit. Obviously. Yeah, you don't invite it in because that then you've broken the seal. <laughs> you you line it in a ring of salt and light it on fire. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Duh. Basic precautions. <laughs> obviously, you have to do that. But also, just like unless you're a Super Smash Brothers speedrunner. And also, I mean, like in the camera. So it's funny. Like the guy clearly recognizes, and there's a timestamp. It's four thirty in the morning, and the guy sees like the the Nest doorbell, and he just like casually, he casually, not threateningly, waves at it. He's just like, "Hey there!" And then he just like walks down the thing. So like he knows he's on camera, but he's not being like staring at the camera, just doing like a slow wave, like like a horror person would. Horror, not horror. Okay, so 
when we moved into our house in South Carolina, once again, mm-hmm. this is how the South operates. Um, our neighbors, Michael, not even our direct neighbors next to us or across the street from us, but like literally kitty corner, a couple houses over, brought us a tray of cookies. Yeah. They they baked cookies as a welcome. Uh, and that was how we knew that that moment we knew we, we could not stay there for any longer than like two and a half years max. Well, I mean, Michael, my family's been through that as well, as you well know, based on this show. <laughs> they were probably international drug dealers. It's true. But the thing was, we ate the cookies. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And now you're haunted and cursed. But like... A lock of that person's hair was baked into every single one of them. And now... We should have not eaten the cookies, but we did. This is acceptable. Like, a guy leaves a TV for you. Why is that any... Like, that costs way more than cookies. That's true. So, well, not this TV. I guarantee you... The ingredients to make cookies cost more than any one of these single televisions. I don't know, man. They're selling them for 90 bucks on eBay. Oh, yeah. eBay. I can, again, I just need to wait for someone's <laughs> grandma to die and then I can pick it up for five smackers. It's fine. Um, I want to get back to something, Michael, and I think this is the thing. And I was thinking about this the other day, unrelated to this, but so in the, in this article in the Washington Post, they call them like the TV's like, yeah, we're just looking for TV Santa Claus. I definitely think this is more of just, especially comes out at 430 in the morning, only gets caught in random, like random cameras, definitely a cryptid, mm-hmm. you know, you're just a zoological threat. I feel like there is a, I feel like this man has done everyone a service beyond leaving them a, a TV. I feel like we as a people ha- are lacking modern fairy tales. <laughs> we're lacking we're lacking like institutional oral histories we're like no new interesting characters have been created and this man point. has spun up something from whole cloth he's just the tv man who just walks out of the woods in his blue like mechanics jumpsuit and leaves a tv on your on your doorstep he needs we're, a better name than tv man though well, for sure like i mean like right now it's just tv cryptid we, we need to do better but like were you good were you bad? Why did you get one and your neighbor didn't? What have you? Are you a sinner? Why does? What did he leave your TV? Is the TV supposed to reflect your sins back at you when you walk at the front door? I don't know. I don't know his message. I need to. If this was a if this was a Netflix original movie, I mean, Ghost the, would come out. The next no, the next step would definitely be. I'm talking Netflix original movie. They're obsessed with Black Mirror style shit. Sure. The next step is this guy has come up with a way to shut down every single LCD and plasma television. And only the people who have accepted his gracious gift of a CRT television will be able to continue on. Watching any TV. Or being on the computer. But then a week later, it's just him fucking a pig. (laughs) That's the only content that's available. And then, so you think you think you're one of the lucky people who got the CRT television. You're like, hey, I get to actually continue to watch television. But then, like you said, a week later, the only thing you get to watch is him fucking a pig, which is the twist. That's the twist at the end is that did we really need television in the first place? Yep. Nope. Because you can't unplug it. You can't turn it off. And also the TV follows whoever you go. And you just have to hear <laughs> this guy never coming. It just doesn't stop. It's impossible. It's stamina of a champion. And ew, it's pretty gross when you think about it. Um, yeah, but I, I, I think about this. I was like, props to this guy who's like going out there and doing the work to like create a modern, a modern legend, a modern myth. We don't oh, get yeah. those. Like even, I, I mean, like even, I don't know, like shit, like X Files. 
like all of like the general other than the aliens, they're always leaning on like classic like horror or like myths that are out there. This guy's just like, no, I'm a TV head man. Yeah. Which which to be fair, he probably did steal from a comic book saga, but because there's a whole race of aliens who just have CRT televisions for heads and they're like the rulers of the universe. But, you know, whatever. What the fuck are you talking about? There's a comic book called Saga and there's a race of people who just have TVs for heads and they only show their emotions through like emojis on the TV. <laughs> it's very so good. Nothing is original. No. I mean, only that, comic books are original. I mean, that was original. And then, I mean, only I, comic books and anime. I actually saw an article today that was explaining how Lion King was stolen whole cloth from a Hamlet? really old anime. I mean, called it was called Kimba the Kimba the Lion or something like that. Wow, they they really didn't <laughs> deviate too much from that one, did they? And I was like, okay, cool. Nothing we've ever seen is is original on TV or film. Everything was created in Japan or by comic book uh, writers. Kimba the White Lion, yes. Wow, yeah, that really uh, that's pretty on the nose. Yeah, really, just they just went and stole it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it, yes. Okay, so everything is just just manga. It's just the anime. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, either the way, only, though, the only original people in the world ever were people who create manga. Either way, I appreciate that this man is out there doing the Lord's work of just creating new urban like myths. He's just the he's just this guy leaving TVs, and he's, it's it's harmless, probably, maybe. Um, probably for now, for now, we don't know. And I like that he does it just once a year. Apparently he did it last year. He did it this year. Every August, he just, before the whole, the, the fall harvest comes, <laughs> he collects his souls in the old CRT televisions. It's before the fall sweeps. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. TV. Here, watch my content. <laughs> um, every household counts. <laughs> Cause you, you, you and Curtis both like anime. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, and read comic books. Why have you not stolen a story and put it into a book or movie form so that we could be billionaires? Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, uh, I don't read. I I don't go to the source. I don't read manga, so I don't get. I don't read the source material close enough to get ahead of the curve. But even comic books. You said there's a race of comic book characters. You could have been TV man. <sighs> well, I feel like it's just at that point. I'm just creating pizza. Like I, 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 I for here, that's actually the question. That's the answer, Michael, right there. It takes so much work. Mm. I don't have time to track down 50 CRTs and put one on, like, and find one to fit on my head. That's a good point. And also, 4:30 in the morning, I'm sleeping <laughs> or ch- still awake. But either way, either way, it's not good. I'm gonna be up at, I'm gonna be up till two today editing this bad boy drunk. I don't have time to walk around with a TV on my head. How many drugs do you think this guy is on? None. This guy's on zero drugs. Guaranteed he's he doesn't even smoke. Straight edge. Barely huh? dr- I guarantee you this man is just having a good time. He, he gets high on life. 100%. <laughs> this man is straight edge. Never smoked a day in his life. Dropping CRTs off on people's porches is my anti-drug. <laughs> Listen, it's either this or I'm robbing people's homes. <laughs> it just reminds me of like, the, you hear these stories every once in a while of people being aware that someone broke into their house, but like they did something like clean the dishes or some random shit. Right. And it's just so, it's like, I don't, I feel, 
I feel violated, but also thanks for doing the dishes. Right. And also, it's like, they were just on the front porch. They didn't do anything. It's true. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's a crime to leave a, t- a CRT on somebody's front porch. I mean, I, yeah, it's, I, I know it's, I mean, I, maybe littering, possibly trespassing, but I don't even think that. Trespassing, but that would imply that, like, I feel like to to be trespassing on someone's front porch, somebody would have to have told them to not be on your front porch. Like, your front porch is your entryway. Like, the mailman gets to come up there. Like, if I'm coming to, like... Like, solicitors can just knock on the door. Wow, well, Michael, no this is time. how I fucking know you're a cop. Because that is that is the exact argument that Fourth Amendment, or under the Fourth Amendment, cops have said, yeah, I can walk up to your car and put a tracker on it if it's in the driveway, because anybody gets to come up the driveway, so I can put a tracker in your car. You're but a fucking I'm not cop. Putting a tra- that, no, because that's you've added something to my stuff. That is not acceptable. But just walking up my front walkway? With a CRT. That's not trespassing. No, I'm just saying that's right. that's the excuse that Floridians use to shoot people. All right, cop. <laughs> <laughs> saying you come on my front, you come on my stoop, Michael. Mm-hmm. Think you're a cop? Put you down. <laughs> I'll invite you in for chicken. <laughs> well, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. You have any final thoughts for me? Um, nah, just you know. Do do your darndest to go get that chicken sandwich. Oh man, I'm gonna try. Uh, I do have a shower thought, and I, I, I kind of it actually worries me a little bit. I just and this is for like really the first shower thought that I think is actually a, a shower thought that I found in a long time. It's from Catherine Harris on uh, on Twitter. Shower thought of the day: What happened to Cinderella's little mouse friends when she moved to Prince Charming's castle? I'm suddenly very concerned that she left Gus, Gus, and Jack behind because there's no way they'd be allowed in a palace. Who would who would even see them? Cats, the palace cats, <laughs> and now they're dead. Mm. And also, well, we they answered were, that question. They're yeah, dead. I guess they're dead. Well, <laughs> pretty bad shower thought, I guess. Well, Michael, it's been lovely talking to you, buddy. Um, everyone, if you like this episode, you can find find out more information at Good Buddy Media. Jesus, you can find out more information <laughs> at GoodBuddyMedia.com. You can also find out more information about our sister show, which is probably back next week. <laughs> we recorded. Episode 7 of Season 3, Longest Days of Our Lives, uh, which Michael and I and our good buddy Curtis are watching every single episode of the hit show 24. We're back in action, baby. Jack's we back. Did it. Damn it. Son of a bitch. Running out of time. There were, they, no one said damn it in this episode. I just mm. realized. Wow. We're saving it up. Boy, howdy. Yeah. I think it's second half of this season where Kiefer Sutherland became aware of the drinking game. Where he realized people drank when he said, damn it. And then he just kind of goes <laughs> off the deep end. Um, yeah, so we're back in action. That episode should probably be up next week. Um, but yeah, if you like this show, you'll probably like that one, even if you've never seen a, a single episode of 24. We're just going through episode by episode. Right now is a great time to get back in it. And I mean, honestly, talking about 24 is maybe uh, 20 minutes of every hour and a half long episode. And by an hour and a half, I mean two hours. Because we just ramble and talk about torpedoes. <laughs> and boys <laughs> we talk about some random shit mm-hmm. Tom it literally every every episode it takes us about 45 minutes to get through the first 10 minutes of the episode mm-hmm. and then inevitably someone freaks out and then we're just like that's fine and then we, <laughs> we finish it up uh it's a good one though so if you like this one honestly we're just goofing off on that one so go check it out uh michael how else can people help us out you can find us on social media as uh, twitter facebook and instagram at tilpcast um 
You can send us a message there, preferably on Twitter, since that's the one we're on most. Um, and Facebook just really sucks at giving notifications. Um, you know, follow us there, tweet at us. Uh, if you have some stories, that would be great. You could send us to a, uh, send them to us there. Um, you can also help us out by uh, subscribing to us on your favorite podcast app, whatever you use to listen to podcasts. Search for Trends in Low Places and smash that subscribe button. And if you really feel the spirit of the CRT man go through you uh, to give us a a review would mm-hmm. be great and a five-star rating, please. Um, and again, we did ask for this previously. I don't think anyone took us up on it. But if you do leave us a five-star rating, we really implore you to tell us how you would like your mom's body to be used after yes. her death. What cool yes. experiment she should do. I, I, I think I strapped to a hot air balloon and flown into the sun it is appropriate, but feel free to come up with your own. Oh, and and if you have a personal essay, 250 word essay preview yes. of how Hooting the Blowfish has touched your life, please send it to us uh, or send it on to these people. But we will make sure you get full credit. Yeah, we'll we'll post the link to Instagram and Twitter where you can submit your own Hootie and the Bluefish uh, content. But please make sure that you do include Trends in Low Places in your article submission and in your final essay if you are chosen to be included in the book. <laughs> please. Uh, and I have a, I have a uh, F My Life. No, oh, hit me with if that. If you'd like one. Love it. I f- it fits in with what we were talking about earlier. Today, I had no choice but to use a public bathroom. I have issues going when there are others in the stalls, and apparently another person in there did as well. We both sat there in silence, waiting stubbornly for the other to give up and leave so we could go. It's been 20 minutes. <laughs> F my That is my nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, me and Michael, uh, it takes me a minute mm-hmm. to get in, in gear. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I do get gun shy. So. Mm-hmm. And if you wait in there too long... Well, we're turning off the heat, buddy, and we're spraying you with water. Turn off the heat. And also, I'm, I'm turning... Uh, my brain just goes, all right, well, that's done now. We have to go back to work for an hour and a half. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> well, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Love you. Love you, too. Toodles. Toodles.